0: Welcome back and this is another episode of Stacking Wood with Josh and Travis Wyman. I'm Travis, I'm in Los Angeles and Josh is up in sunny? Sunny Vermont? I don't know. It might be sunny, it might not. You gotta let me know. It's real sunny up here, Travis. How's it going? The sun up here is bright and shining. It's good. Uh, yeah. It's It's shining here as well. So Looks like it's great all around. Nice. Uh, yeah, what's been going on out in Los Angeles? Well, I flicked on the news, and um, there are some fires popping up around in terms of, like, natural things happening in the oh, in I... the natural world, but nothing too crazy. Uh, you know, nothing like this past winter, so not too bad. What did you... Uh... I, I saw Griffith Park. There was some smoke coming from Griffith Park the other day on Facebook. What was that about? Did you find out what that was? Yeah, the same side of the observatory. Um, a few weeks back when Lindsay was visiting, it was smoking when we were on Vermont, uh, you know, in Las Feliz, Vermont Ave. Mm-hmm. And uh, they put it out, dumped a bunch of stuff out of helicopters. And then that side, a few weeks later lit up again so i don't know if someone's just smoking a huge smoldering cigar and just like walking in circles on that side of the observatory or one person told me that trees just spontaneously combust out here and that's natural and i i don't know if that's true <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't told know if you trees that? Ju- i forgot who told me that but i was like i don't think that's how uh that's how it happens you know maybe lightning strikes or an ember you know, floats from a barbecue or something like that. But I I don't think trees just kind of spontaneously come up. <laughs> yeah, they, well, there are a lot of birthday parties going on in uh, Griffith Park. Families with hot coals and things. So, yeah, like an yeah. elder person with lots of candles, they could blow it hard. And uh, one candle could just let an ember float out there and, you know, burn down yeah. Griffith Park. So uh-huh. you got to angsty- watch out. An angsty teen with an anarchy t-shirt on, you know, just sparking a bowl in the, in the dry leaves. Could mm-hmm. be a number of things. But, uh, yeah, we, we haven't had any fires up here uh, recently, but it has been hot. And uh, I was downtown in Burlington the other day. This is a, a story you'll want to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, is, down in Burlington, I, I was going to buy some earrings for my girlfriend because we had our anniversary uh, you know, three years strong. Oh, nice. Uh, recently. So it's going to get her some earrings. I parked. I got out of the car. I'm walking to the jewelry store. And uh, look. I get to an intersection. Look to my left. What do I see? A man in his late 50s. No clothes at all. It's completely naked. Sandals. Nothing else. And he's just standing on the corner waiting for the light to change or, you know, his crosswalk to let him go. And, uh, was he, always, was he a crazy man? No, he's he's rational. He's just he's been, uh, in Burlington. There's a law that if you walk out of your house without clothes on, it's not illegal to walk around naked. Mm-hmm. And he has just been testing this law, uh, recently. And I'd heard rumors that there was a guy doing it. Uh, but yeah, it was kind of just, uh, it kind of set me aback. Like I, I was a little shocked for a second, but then, uh, you know, it was just natural. It's just a naked guy. Um, he's Was, very it, was tain- it a cold day? No, it was very hot. Oh, okay. Yeah, so perfect day to be naked in Burlington. Yeah, and he was getting a lot of attention. People were taking pictures with their phones and uh, laughing, and you know. And so that's perfectly legal in Burlington. Yeah, and he just he walked past the store I was in and I asked the girls inside, I was like, Hey, did you guys know there's a naked man outside? And he's like they're like, Oh, he's been doing it all week. He uh <laughs> he says it's hot and it's his right. So And how what did it, this man look like? Was he uh did he look like like if he man walked around naked or was it like kinda like uh, he's in decent shape very Mm -hmm. tan like i think he tans naked a lot whether in a tanning bed because i was wondering if he's like an exhibitionist or something you know like he he, was he smiling like he was enjoying being naked he wasn't smiling but his posture told me that he was Yeah, i mean of course he knew everyone's looking at him you know (laughs) yeah so yeah he's an exhibitionist because that's someone who likes being looked at right so Mm -hmm. yeah it's not normal to walk around naked (laughs) That's funny. Well, as uh, long as he's not harming anyone, I guess you know. No, yeah. I almost wanted to go talk to him, um, but then I'd have to stand really close to this naked guy in the middle of the street. It's just know? so funny though. But what's the difference between that and you know the old the flashers of the olden days that would walk in trench coats and then open them up? You know. Well, yeah. That was people. that was my thing. Is well, I guess he's not doing it suddenly and just at a specific person to shock he's, people. It's like he's. Yeah, he's walking slowly around with his coat open. So the street corner is his trench coat, though. Because that still would shock you if if you met him around a corner. Yeah. I think that law was meant for the hippies. And now this guy who would flash people is just like, perfect. I'm going to move to Burlington. (laughs) He read about it online. He was like ironing his khaki trench coat down in Manhattan. And he was like, oh my god, I can flash people all day. I don't even need this jacket. Yeah. And he just threw away his jacket. Oh, wow. So, and then, uh, was that the end of it? You just haven't seen him again? Yeah, I haven't seen him again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. It's a real Burlington moment. I don't think you can do that in other cities. Uh, I haven't heard of other places, but... He should meet the guy that used to be down in Keene with the... Uh, what was his name? Oh, Jumanji Dave. Jumanji Dave, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, he was called Jumanji Dave because he dressed like uh, Robin Williams in the movie Jumanji.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, but he wasn't naked. He had a loincloth. And a and a knife on his hip. And a yeah. knife. Yeah. Oh, you know, a fun place I went the other night was um, Cantor's Deli. I've never been there, but it's right on Fairfax in West Hollywood. Yeah. At the border of West Hollywood. And um, I went there with, with Maddie Smith oh yeah yeah and we went on those little uh scooters those bird scooters you can rent oh really and i hadn't really tried them before but mine had some good power uh, <laughs> so that was pretty fun although whoever had taken maddie's they had been jumping it so the rear wheel was like pretty shot on his but it still managed to get him there you know and where do these scooters they just hang out on a rack or do you lock them anywhere No, they're just scattered around town. And you can't make them go unless you start them up by uh, scanning your phone onto them. Oh, okay. So, and they're battery powered and they go like 15 miles an hour. Could you make it scoot with no power without the phone? No, because then the engine resists against the front wheel, so it's hard. You can't make them move. And if you steal it or something, then, well, you could, but... Oh, when you pick up... The Lime ones, because there are two companies, Bird and Lime. When you pick up the Lime one, it has a speaker on it and says, it starts to say, I am calling the police. I will (laughs) call the police. It's so much like, it's like back to the future. Like Los Angeles is slowly, well, lots of cities in the US now have these, but it's like we're slowly turning into a back to the future thing with the hoverboards and stuff. (laughs) So where do, do people lean the scooters up against walls or where do you, um, yeah like courteous people do. Some people just dump them on lawns or they'll be scattered on the sidewalk. <laughs> Is't that <laughs> sometimes the front will be bashed open, and the circuits will be hanging out at the speaker that says, "I will call the police. Oh, they punched it when they're drunk or something. yeah, people just you know they'll wreck them, but yeah, um, yeah, so we rode those. that was pretty fun, and then we went to Cantor's deli, and I looked it up, and Cantor started in Boyle Heights, which is eastern downtown l a In 1931 Mm -hmm. it opened then after world war ii they moved it over towards fairfax in west hollywood and i Mm -hmm. didn't realize because it's open 24 hours a day a bunch of actors and musicians and hippies throughout the years would just eat there you know after they were done with shows up on sunset boulevard yeah and they have another bar area that i didn't go to but uh, where they have live music Lots of nights, and I guess uh, Fiona Apple and the Wallflowers got their start playing at Cantor's, so it's a very oh. historic place, Yeah, and I got huh. a deli sandwich, and it, it's so funny, it's like a bakery too, it's like all these things in one, but it kind of looks, it works, It's, it's it doesn't look like it's too much, like they have those um, black and white cookies, and uh, you know, just old pastries you can get oh. on the way out, so... Like is, the, it na- is it is uh, it just past the Laugh Factory? Is that where it is? No, it's down on Fairfax, uh, kind of just south of Fairfax High. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know where that is. So, well, well that's cool. It and was then, funny though when I was ordering, I was getting a deli sandwich, <clears throat> and then I said, "Oh, I'll get a salad to be healthy to balance it out." Mm-hmm. And this lady who looked like she'd been a waitress there for a few decades, she kindly kind of just said oh, you don't want the fries with the sandwich? (laughs) Like she knew better, you know, what I should do at Cantor's Deli because she'd been there so long. And uh, so I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do the fries, you know. Yeah. So, well, that's, uh, I'm glad you had a good time at the deli and you uh, scattered those scooters all over the sidewalk, you know. Oh, we didn't scatter them. It's funny, when you get off them, you have to take a picture of them to send back to their headquarters to let them know that you treated it okay oh that's good they must be gathering a lot of interesting pictures though with all the stuff in the background Mm-hmm. that's true <laughs> today it was pretty hot up here and uh liza and, and i went to bristol falls uh which is a waterfall it's it's just a, a river that comes down off one of the high peaks and uh, down to the town of bristol and there are these cliffs you can jump into the river off of Mm-hmm. And uh, all the locals, you know, up in the area go down there and they drink beer along the river and you can sunbathe on these flat rocks and jump off the cliffs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, people get hurt there every summer. Uh, but it's a it's a nice, nice, beautiful place, but people get a little drunk and they jump where they shouldn't. Uh, but this guy was just uh, really hammered walking uh, on the other side of the river across from us. And there was kind of some slippery algae on a flat, Uh, stone and he's probably like 220 230 guy with a bud light in one hand and he just slipped and smacked right on his back (laughs) uh, but he and his sunglasses fell off and his beer fell out of his hand and his sunglasses had wooden temples so they floated and so did the beer and his beer and his sunglasses just went down a raging waterfall. Oh, away from it <laughs> and, and he was getting sucked towards the top of the waterfall that mm-hmm. you know it's only maybe 12 feet high uh mm-hmm. but <laughs> oh for a second i was picturing niagara falls like he's gonna die no no it's not no it's not that bad but he he would have uh it wouldn't have been good for him to go over the oh, water was it shallow like he just smacked into some sand no it's it's like a 10 foot pool at the bottom he would just splash into it i guess but it <laughs> <laughs> he, he, uh, yeah, I think he stopped. I think the world was telling him the universe is saying stop, stop drinking, and they took its bud, bud light away, you know. You know, what he needs is some aqua socks, yeah, some crocs. Well, some no, camouflage. you know, those things they're like aqua shoes. Oh, yeah, aqua socks were big in the 90s, yeah, yeah. But you, they're one of those things where it's like, I'm not going to spend money on something like that. But then for the one time every five years, you're walking on <laughs> on rocky on, river edges or something. You're like, oh, I wish I had some aqua socks. Yeah, that's the time you need them. When And you wouldn't have them in those sharp stones. I still have my Crocs that I got maybe like a decade ago. Yeah, but, how are those are, working? Oh, I told you about those. Yeah, they're so smooth on the bottom. When I wash my car, I slip all over the place. Why? do you need a new pair? I should, but you know, they're Crocs, they're like I just wear them around the house, so yeah. Well, that's uh, this is uh, we're not sponsored by Crocs, just so people know. Travis just genuinely has a love for Crocs, so you don't, you know, we that's what we do on here. We just talk about products that we really care about, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't mind them, yeah. And they still have the little straps for my uh, heels. Do you put them over your heels? Or do you, do you put them on the front? No, I just put them on the front. I never use the heel thing. Ooh, cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Jack, I think, still has some. hmm Yeah. Jack Allison, friend of the show, also a friend of Crocs, mm-hmm. the large corporation that makes spongy footwear. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of that guy falling and slipping and injuring mm-hmm. himself. Yeah, near the waterfall. Um, I was watching the trailer for the new Mission Impossible Fallout movie. Yeah. And then I was watching... I was interested because the stunts seemed insane. And I was like, oh, I wonder how much of those were actually done by Tom Cruise. And there's this whole reel on YouTube where you can see Tom Cruise actually doing the stunts. Oh, yeah. And uh, there's this one scene. This won't ruin the movie or anything, but he jumps from the top of a slightly higher roof onto or out a window and jumps across an alley like on the top story of a building and then grabs onto the other building. You know, like that classic action movie thing Mm -hmm. to grab on. But when they were filming, they did one take and they show it in slow motion. (laughs) I think this was on the Graham Norton show. Maddie was showing me later. But like the guy's foot, uh, Tom Cruise's foot is fully extended jumping across the gap like high above the alleyway floor and then his foot just curls unnaturally because his ankle breaks <laughs> wait he, bro- he broke his ankle he broke film. his ankle and most people would just stop you know and he's hanging on the side of the building and, and be like cut i'm done but no he just grits his teeth gets up onto the roof and runs on his broken ankle to get the shot. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and then that was the only take they did of that, and they used it in the film. So when you see him do that in the film, he's breaking his ankle. <laughs> oh, and then, <clears throat> And also... Uh, I saw like there's crazy helicopter sequences and I'm like oh okay so Tom Cruise is just in like a green screen little helicopter Mm -hmm. but you know he knows how to fly a helicopter and he does all these insane things like he's really flying the helicopter when it's doing all the crazy stuff and he doesn't have to do that at all you know but that's his thing Uh, yeah he's just doing it all and he's actually driving through the streets of it looks like Paris with no helmet Uh, just around all these cars and I'm like what happens if he wipes out you know like he broke his ankle with the other thing but if he hits a car with no helmet he kept filming with the broken ankle though no they had to take a few months off from his ankle to heal oh they wouldn't get a stunt guy yeah and finish it well no they got the shot because he he oh, oh! But but he needed his ankle healed so he could continue so he doing his own stuff. So could just continue stunts. the movie in general, like walking around and stuff. He's like, guys, it's good. I know this costs a hundred million dollars to make, but uh, I'm you know I might break my ankle again, but I do my own stunts. But it's funny because uh, I don't know. I really haven't been into the Mission Impossible movie since like maybe the first one. Mm-hmm. But this one's actually getting good uh, reviews from people who have seen the advanced screenings, like uh, critics and stuff. So. Oh, might go see this one in the theater. It looks Maybe like it's, fun. It's Top Gun. Tom Cruise coming back. Well, actually, he's doing another Top Gun. Oh, I'm actually yeah. He's having that. like a resurgence. It's <laughs> like he had this long slow decline after jumping on Oprah's couch. Yeah, uh, but then and I don't know. I think people are. He's. I think he's going to have a little like upswing this year where people don't get on him as much about the Scientology. I'm not like a Tom Cruise fan or anything. I just think. It's interesting. I actually, the, the fact that he pulled his broken ankle onto the roof and ran on a broken ankle to finish the job he came to do gives me more respect for him. I Well, I, I think. think, though, what makes him do stuff like that is because of his belief system. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I know all this science and stuff, so I will be able to mend my leg and I... You know, as long as I technically fly this helicopter correctly, I won't die, you know. Yeah, Um, he's just, uh, pain's in your mind, and he just crushed his tibia tibia against the ground to finish that. Yeah, you should look it up, though, his foot curls. It looks like a little elf foot. Oh, (laughs) Jesus. Okay, maybe I will. Right before bedtime, I'll watch that. Yeah, you should. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so that's, you know, looking forward to that. Oh, uh again we're not sponsored by mission impossible that's just something travis likes and uh you know check it out if you want Mm -hmm. um also when my lower back hurts there's um icy hot comes in a (laughs) comes in a stick form now like a a deodorant you can rub it on your lower back where can listeners get that travis (laughs) i get it at cvs or walgreens yeah it's right over the counter and it feels good would you ever, if you say you uh, you became really rich, like uh, you didn't have to work anymore. Mm-hmm. Would you learn to fly a airplane or a helicopter to be more like Tom Cruise? I was thinking about this and I think at first airplane because even though that Kennedy guy crashed in a plane and John Denver crashed in his plane. I think planes in general, when you run out of gas or the engine fails like it did with Harrison Ford, you can still glide them down to an open area like a freeway, a beach, or a golf course. Mm -hmm. Whereas with a helicopter, supposedly you could just put it in neutral and it will spin like those whirly things that fall in the fall time from trees. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Those little leaves that spin. Yeah. So supposedly you can put the rotor in neutral and kind of just crash land like that with a helicopter but I think a plane Bernoulli's principle is more on your side and you you can just go into glider mode a lot more easily I don't know just with a helicopter I just don't trust it like if one blade falls off that thing or I don't know you're still smacking straight into the ground at 15 miles an hour as opposed to the plane I guess as opposed to gliding I don't know yeah. yeah I just feel more comfortable I think with a plane how about you I think a helicopter, because I wouldn't need a runway. I could just go to someone's house, you know. I think it'd be cool to land at a party in my helicopter uh, and get out get out with, like, really loud music blasting out of my helicopter with mm-hmm. a smoke machine. Well, a helicopter definitely would be easier to get out of L.A. if there was ever, like, an earthquake or something. Because mm-hmm. you don't need to uh, drive to like a runway, if you have a big field in your backyard or a big enough lawn, are you allowed to just put a helicopter on your lawn? I or you think need so. Like a helipad. I mean, I think you have to clear your flight path, but I don't. Or you know, I think the neighbors have to be cool with you operating a helicopter. But you know, mm-hmm. if you have like a field, I don't see a reason why not. Mm. Just roll it out of the shed. I'll just and- make a rocket like that flat earther guy. Oh yeah. Where was he? Down in the southwest, right? Was he? Yeah. His yeah. Ex, his rocket, though, had a parachute. It was just like a little mini replica of what they would use in, with NASA, you know. Was he, or he was Elon a gu- Musk's SpaceX he, he, rockets. He was a guy who thought that he's a flat Earth conspiracy believer, so he thinks the Earth's flat, and he built his own rocket so he could go up and see if the Earth was in really flat. Yeah, uh, see with his own two eyes. Yeah, but he only made it several thousand feet in the air, right? And then his parachute popped out and he smashed into the ground pretty hard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But he's alive, so I kind of respect that guy. I never uh, researched that. Did he conclude that the earth was flat? He said he wasn't high enough to... uh, He didn't have enough uh, data. Mm. Yeah. He needed to go higher. Those kids got out of the cave, huh? yeah they did mm-hmm. they got them all out
1: yeah and That's Elon good. Musk's
0: uh little child submarine wasn't able to be used uh but you know that seemed a little too complicated when he was doing that to me because it seemed like if you I don't I don't know anything about the cave but those little crevices they sounded pretty pretty narrow like you couldn't get that big tube through the crevices but maybe you could I don't know yeah well, you know what? Uh it's good to go low tech, I think most of the time. Like remember when we were kids we used to just put that bucket on our head and go in the pool and then someone would stand on it and it made a little diving bell. Like they why well, yeah. they could have just done something like that. Just put some buckets on their heads and walked right right, <laughs> right out of there with some heavy <laughs> you belts. The head rescuer would be like, "Well, it didn't work." John. <laughs> be like, "No, I did this. I did mm-hmm. this in my neighbor's pool. Yeah. In Kathy's pool." That, mm-hmm. that whole situation was like every engineering major on Earth. It was like they all wanted to be in on it because it was like almost like a puzzle, a living, breathing engineering problem. It was, yeah. It definitely, it, it wasn't like that. It was that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like uh, those that moment in Apollo thirteen when they throw the rubber bands and the junk on the table and they're like, "We need to get Tom Hanks a, a oxygen scrubber." Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, Ron Howard's little brother's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know so, Ron Howard's daughter is in Jurassic, the Jurassic movies now? Yeah, she's the redhead, right?
1: Yeah, I thought yeah. she
0: looked familiar. Yeah, what else has been going on up in Burlington? Uh, let's see. Well, they're paving every road in the city. I don't know. I think uh, Mayor uh, Miro uh, wants to get... Uh, re-elected next term because he's fixing they're paving every road it looks like a, I don't know a, a brand new retirement development or something oh yeah fresh black tar travis as far as the eye can see is it the kind that it's so fresh it almost looks like moist cake yes cake or a chocolate brownie oh i i don't know something about that the i love smell the of smell it. of it i love the look of fresh tar it's like mm-hmm. Just driving over it, the sound it makes with your on the rubber with your tires. rolling Yeah, on it. it almost slows you down, but it's like okay, it's okay because it's so smooth. Or roller ski tips. Yeah, when we used to roller ski, our uh, ski pole tips would dig into that fresh new tar. Mm. It was more like snow. Someday I think maybe the tar will be obsolete. Tar roads. Yeah. Imagine Pro- like if we get enough. Um, you know, like say drone technology, battery technology gets really good and everyone's just flying around on little personal drones. Uh, the, do you think the roads will deteriorate or we'll need to keep them functional like Eisenhower wanted so our tanks can still roll around? We'll probably have hover tanks if uh, it's that good. So <laughs> yeah, I I think, um, I don't know. I guess you'd let them go. Maybe just cover them with something that looks nice, maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you, you'd want it for like Bicycling, I guess, and running, right? There'd no? be, I guess, Amish people would still need to ride on them. Yeah, huh. that's true. I guess you would just need grass. You would probably just turn it to grass. Hmm. Well, that's a long ways off. Maybe we'll always have roads, you know. Yeah. Hmm. It's like uh, Doc Brown says that quote though, when they go into the future, and you know, Back to the Future, that everyone quotes. About not time. needing roads. Yeah, I think Paul Rudd. But what does the, he mean by that? Because the cars all fly in the future, and he's like, "Where we're going, we don't need roads." Oh, I thought it was more of a broader type thing, like I don't know, time, referring like, to the fact that they don't stay on a fixed course or something. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's a that's a higher level interpretation <laughs> of that quote. I just thought uh, they don't have roads because they have flying cars. Uh, yeah. But yeah you know that's good, Travis. It's nice that you think those deeper <laughs> no movies. i just i didn't I really honestly haven't seen a lot of movies like the first back to the future m- maybe saw it when I was a little kid, but I don't remember much of it, and I've never seen die hard I've never what? seen no you like, have you have you've seen Di- i've Bruce. seen bits of it every Christmas I see like maybe ten minutes at a time, but I've never watched it forward to back, you know, oh man you got to do that. Front to back, yeah. Yeah. I know I need to. I should probably just see if it's on Netflix tonight or something. Yeah, I think you should do that before your life, uh, before you waste any more of your before life. Before I die? <laughs> yeah. <without laughs> not die, but, you know, it's nice to have that reference in your mind. When I'm 125, well, uh, you... I'll have them wheel up this little thin TV so I can watch Die Hard. <laughs> or they'll just upload it to your brain. <laughs> Yeah, And you'll smile I I think uh, it's good though Because movies teach us lessons in a way And I, I think if you're stuck with some uh, German terrorists You need to know what to do So you need that lesson mm. Oh uh, France won the World Cup Oh yeah They beat Croatia I was kind of pulling for Croatia Because they're the small underdog country You know France has a lot of stuff going for themselves Good food They've got a big eiffel tower in a very culturally uh advanced city yeah you know they don't need to win the world cup no yeah i think Cro- need croatian needed a, a a win but you know it was 2 to 4 though so they didn't give it to them well it was 1 to 1 at, in the beginning parts i guess oh yeah but yeah i mean it was tied mm-hmm. and then but it, it wasn't a blowout Croatia left with respect,
1: and that's all we're able really to see looking. It,
0: but I saw groups of cheering French people in yeah. Los Angeles. Oh, really? There's a yeah. lot of French in Los Angeles? I guess so. Yeah, it kind of surprised me. I was like, "Wait, how do you all have connections to France?" I didn't realize there was like a big French community. Yeah, in Los Angeles. Well, I guess it's just so many people. You're going to have little pods of a, several hundred people from different places that would have been funny if the french had settled los angeles like southern california and we had <laughs> you fast forward to present day and there's like an eiffel tower in los angeles and it's playing like accordion music with it's like new orleans but in los angeles yeah oh i guess yeah. it would be more like new orleans yeah yeah i guess there's a tour of california so that's kind of like the tour of tour de france Mm-hmm. oh yeah that's going on right now right yeah, the Tour de, Tour de France. Yeah, Tour de France is happening. all um, oh, dope to the gills. Yeah. <laughs> yep, just, you know, doping going hard. I still like watching it though. I don't mind that some people cheat. I mean, it's it taints it a bit to me, but I've I've grown used to it and uh, you know. So, you saw that Mr. Rogers uh documentary, right? Didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I saw that at the Los Feliz 3 um, a little while ago, and it was a good documentary. It was uh, on a really hot day, and I remember hearing a girl in front of me say, it's not that cold in here, as the movie was starting. like Maybe she wasn't as interested into the documentary, but she just wanted to stay cool. Yeah. Uh, and oh, another interesting thing was they don't accept movie pass. So there were a bunch of like hipster people outside looking at their phones and they're like, where are we going to go? We need to, if they won't accept it. Where will we go? And, and then another girl was like, they're only charging 6 because it's a matinee. Let's just go in. But everyone, lots of people have the movie pass thing now where you can watch as many movies, theater movies as you want for free every month oh really yeah and you pay a set amount so it was just funny to me because i don't have that so i was just you know went in but it was a dilemma for this large group of people looking at their phones you you must have you must have to watch quite a few movies right to get that uh back or is it only no it's not that expensive i think it's like i forget how much it is a month but if you watch two movies you're good wow oh that is a good deal then yeah so, a lot more people have been seeing movies that they wouldn't ordinarily see, you know, uh-huh. in theaters. But, uh, well, anyways, I went in and, um, yeah, I really like that theater because it's smaller and it's older, mm-hmm. you know. It feels more like seeing something at Hoyt Cinema in Keene. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the documentary was good about Mr. Rogers and it was sentimental, but, um, I don't know I don't think they dove enough into his personal life because towards the end they start talking about his uh little idiosyncrasies like he would swim exactly one mile in a pool at the Pittsburgh Athletic Club every morning and then he'd hop right on the scale and be a hundred and I think it was 143 pounds and 143 is is one letter in I four letters in love and then three letters in you, so it's it means i love you and you know uh fred rogers would say that on mr rogers so it's funny so he he, always wanted to weigh i love you his whole life because he always weighed that ever since like high school or college throughout his whole adult life huh and and also his his children said that whenever he would talk about something that was a little more adult or be a little sterner about a topic at the dinner table he'd talk like uh, Daniel Tiger, <laughs> and uh, so he had a lot of interesting things like that. But and I just wanted would like to know more of those stories, you know. But I mean, I guess they don't need to dive into that too much. It's like yeah, he had his quirks, but he made a good children's show. Yeah, well, they probably wanted to focus on all the positive aspects and maybe not, you know, yeah, get into his maybe troubles or private struggles or something. That yeah, huh. was interesting. I I liked it. Oh, well, That's cool. Yeah, I, I we I like Mr. Rogers. We used to watch uh him quite a bit. Yeah, get our uh, rocking chairs side by side. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. two old men and just watch Mr. Rogers. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, you know. Now uh now I watch Netflix. And we we don't have rocking chairs, but uh yep. Oh, you know, it was funny. I saw it was on like 2020 last night. Uh, you know, it's been the news lately. There are all these twins that were at an orphanage and then they were split up by these researchers trying to figure out if twins uh, end up the same, even if they're in with different families. They intentionally split them up. Yeah, these two researchers, a man and a woman, and they're both now dead. But this happened forget when it happened maybe the 50s or so or the 60s but twin sets of twins would just grow up not knowing each other and even one set of triplets and that's uh, really that's really messed up i know it's messed up uh because the f- female researcher she thought that it didn't benefit twins to live in the same household so uh, <laughs> so they uh it's funny though these two guy twins that were identical they married separate Uh, women but then they when they met up later they all had the same quirks like they both didn't like putting condiments on their food uh, and they both played hockey growing up and all this other stuff like it was very similar even though they never knew each other Oh, well, so I guess nature beats uh, nurture. Well, yeah, that's what the researchers were studying. The one thing that tainted it was the researchers would visit them as children and test them. So I don't know if they were telling them, like, play hockey, you know, or something. They're like, do you like Wayne Gretzky? (laughs) Yeah, so it's like they didn't, if they really wanted to do a good, yeah, a good study, then just don't interfere with their lives, you know. Yeah. Or at least, like, Truman Show them. (laughs) That'd be even worse. I don't know. Uh, But, yeah, that's interesting, though. I have heard other stories when people weren't intentionally separated and they uh, are twins that acted the same, even though they were split. So, uh, yeah, you know, I guess that's just how it goes. Yeah, like, I bet you, like, if we stay on opposite coasts long enough, like, you'll start to get more into... Boiling sap, and I'll get more into Chihuahuas, and you know, yeah. having having you, plastic or surgery, or you'll try to boil sap from a palm tree or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what that. You'll would be, be like, I don't know why, I just have yeah. I have to do it. Yeah, it'll be out t- riding a snowmobile down Sunset Boulevard. All right, well, do you want to do stacked or whack? Uh, yeah, sure, I'll do it. All right, so we're going to be doing a category I picked this week called uh, "Sesame Street Updated." And this, is, uh, this category is Sesame Street Updated for the 21st Century. And each item you tell me if it's stacked or whacked, okay? Okay. All right. Number one, Oscar the Grouch uh, lives in a compost heap. Hmm. Is that stacked or whacked? Stacked or whacked? <laughs> I'm trying to think. So he used to be in like that little tin garbage can and he would pop up. And would the, the lid stay on his head or would he kind of just pop up and the lid would kind of be set to the side? I think the lid would just pop back. Yeah, it kind of pop to the side. Yeah. Uh, so. I'm just thinking of that whole look, you know, of him popping out, how it would change. Because a, a compost heap is what? It's like in a wooden box or... Yeah, it's it? just some maybe wooden pallets in, that make a box and then you put banana peels and cabbage and organic material in there to compost so you're not putting in no landfill honestly like its level of nastiness is still up there and he'll still have banana peels on his shoulders and stuff like that so (laughs) i think actually the compost heap would look a little cooler because it's a wooden box yeah so yeah i think that's pretty stacked because you know it's the only thing he's missing in the garbage in his compost heap is like light bulbs and cans and stuff so I don't think it would change things too much, and I think that's stacked. All right. Okay. Uh, the uh, number two is uh, Cookie Monster only eats gluten-free cookies. <laughs> These things are so subtle. It's like if you're okay, for the viewer, if you're watching him eat gluten-free cookies, does he say, I'm only eating gluten-free cookies before he does it, or does he just eat them? Yeah, he does. He does, uh, num, 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 C is for gluten-free, and then he, he, C is for a cookie that's gluten-free for me, that's what he'll say, and then he eats it. Hmm. Well, so, I don't know, because is he telling everyone to eat gluten-free cookies? I don't think they taste as good, that's my thing. Like, I understand some people need to have them, mm-hmm. but, uh, I don't know, I feel like the Cookie Monster's body was designed to eat any and all cookies. And uh, to have him just eat and, eating gluten-free cookies, it shows that he's not a full-on cookie monster, you know. Cookie mon- a, a cookie monster, like if it was a pizza monster, he would be able to eat any kind of pizza. So I think that's uh, kind of whacked. I, I think the cookie monster should be able to handle any type of cookie that you All throw right. his way. All right. That one's whacked. There we go. Okay, and the final category, number three big bird uh (laughs) changes i was just thinking about cookie monster (laughs) what when he goes to the bathroom it's just nothing but cookies yeah that's all he's eating so like yeah it's just like crushed up it's just a cookie yeah wow just cookies yeah oh you mean because he doesn't he's a puppet (laughs) so it's just coming through his body or I guess if he's a real monster, but whatever, yeah, just eating cookies, that's crazy. Yeah, he yeah. just eats cookies. I would guess I was just thinking about if I ate nothing but cookies, like what that would do to me. Yeah, it'd be like super-size me. But <laughs> 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 Someone should do that. Like that same guy that does super-size me, he should dress up like Cookie yeah. Monster. And just eat nothing but cookies for a year. He's just, he goes to the doctor and I think he I would die because you wouldn't have any vegetables. or scurvy and jaundice. And oh, <laughs> Jesus. He's all amazement. Oh, that, and, would get, that would get dark. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyhow, so yeah, the cookie monster shouldn't be alive, but he somehow mm-hmm. keeps living. Uh, all right, number three. Big Bird changes their name to Big and Beautiful Bird. Deal with it. I think um I think that's stacked because yeah Big Bird always um you know was very bright and everyone liked um Big Bird so that I think that's really cool. Yeah. Just owning the size. Not yeah. just big, but big and beautiful. Mhm. Yeah. All right. Well, so that's stacked. So we have uh Oscar the Grouch in a compost heap is stacked. Gluten-Free Cookie Monster was whacked because you like the natural cookies. And Big Bird changes uh, their name to Big and Beautiful Bird. Deal with it. That's also stacked. Uh, so, yeah. You were generally positive. This was a, a successful edition, And I thank you for your participation, Travis. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that wraps things up. I mean, it, it's good. It's always good to talk to you, Josh. And I'm glad to hear things are going good in Vermont. And this has been another Stacked or Wax. So if you guys happen to see some loose wood laying around, remember to stack that wood. Yeah. And maybe uh, hit like on iTunes and uh, yeah, Yeah. sounds good. Subscribe and all that stuff and send in some pictures if you want to our our Gmail. Yeah. I think it's stackingwoodwithjoshandtravis at gmail.com. Yeah. Alright, so this has been another stacking wood with Josh and Travis Wyman. Stack that wood. Stack that wood, baby! Woo! Yeah! Yeah!